Hello, and welcome to Crusher Talk with your hostess, Haley Crusher Kane. It's another riveting episode from the closet, and if you hear pitter-patter, that's just Peanut's little feet as she investigates what the heck I am doing in the closet. Um, well, what am I doing in the closet? I will tell you, I am doing headlines. Actually, let's start with uh, Craveworthy. Um, I made a really delicious meal the other day like do you ever make a meal that's very normal and pedestrian and just like a normal weeknight meal and then you're just shocked at how good it is I mean more often than not I feel like meals end up turning out maybe less good than you than you think it's going to but sometimes you make something and you're like wait that was really good I don't really know why but it really was so I'm going to tell you what it was so basically I went to two different weird markets in Detroit this week Marcus Market which is basically like a hipster bodega kind of college market and Seasons which is essentially like the fanciest most boutique like organic little market I've ever been to um and they have like a upstairs coffee lounge with a beautiful view. I mean, it was just, it was too fancy for me. Um, and neither of these places did I find what I needed. However, I did end up getting little odds and ends like for the week. And I was like, okay, well, I got some, you ever go to like a couple stores and you just realize you only have like, like some chili, but you don't have the toppings for it. Or you have like some veggies, but you don't know what the plan is to do with them. So I was like, I need to go to an actual grocery store. It was nice to check out some different markets. And I did. I actually enjoyed both of those markets, those Detroit markets. However, I was like, I need to go to a normal supermarket. So I went to Whole Foods in uh, Midtown or actually more like call it, It's like in the I think it's considered the University District. I don't know. It's on Woodward and it's near um, the college. And um, I went Wayne, Wayne State University. Um, I went to Whole Foods and I got some pre-marinated chicken. Um, I'm really into getting some pre-marinated cuts from the delis. I think this is like a nice hack when you don't have time to, to marinate, but you're just bored of like plain chicken. And they had a mojo chicken, like taco meat, which I guess is just like bits and pieces of like thigh meat. Um, it kind of looked like uh, pollo asada, like if you're going to go to like a Mexican meat market. Um, but this mojo chicken was marinated in like various citrus juices, big chunks of lime in it, garlic, herbs, and it just looked really good. So I grabbed that. And later on in the week, I was like, okay, well, I bought this weird mojo chicken. It was too cold to Traeger. I just didn't feel like going outside. So I put it in a cast iron skillet and browned it and cooked it until it was ready. Then I took it out of the skillet and there was, you know how when you buy a pre- I'm asking you like you're going to answer, which you're not going to answer, but just just answer the podcast. Just answer me. Have you ever bought a mar- pre-marinated meat and then you cook it and there's like some liquid left over because it's, there's so much marinated on the meat that it just stays left over? So there was some leftover liquid in the cast iron skillet from like the chicken juices, but also the marinade, like all the citrus juices, the garlic, the oil, whatever it was marinated in. Um, it's basically mojo chicken, which is like a Cuban thing. So I guess you could just Google Cuban mojo chicken or I'll link it. Um, so that was left over. So I thought, Oh, that would be kind of good if I put broccoli in that liquid and just like covered the lid and let that tender tenderize or whatever, um, become tender. So I cooked the broccoli. I cut up the broccoli into little florets and then I cooked it in that like chicken juice mojo liquid. Um, and then I made some linguine because I had, I just like didn't know what I was doing this week and I did buy linguine and I was just like, I'll figure something out. And I had linguine. So I made the linguine 
And then um, when the uh, broccoli was done, I took the broccoli out and I had a piece and I was like, oh my gosh, like the the seasoning from the chicken flavored the broccoli. So the broccoli tasted like this delicious like lime chicken flavor. So I was like, okay, this is definitely going in the pasta dish. This is not a side. This is part of it. Um, so basically I um, – the best part about this too is like it was very garlicky, but I didn't have to mince any garlic because I basically, you know – just use this marinade to like the fullest. So um, I had a, I had a lemon. So I squeezed the juice of a lemon um, in with that leftover kind of now this um, chicken juice is sort of reduced. So I kind of put the lemon in with it and like l- let it thicken a bit under like low heat. And then I added some of the pasta water, which is a great tip because pasta water will thicken everything and it actually creates a silky sort of sauce. Um, and then I added half a, half a stick of butter or like maybe a little bit less than half a stick of butter <laughs> to create the sauce. So it was like a lemony, garlicky, citrusy, buttery sauce. It was like really silky and delicious. I threw the chicken back into that sauce to coat. I threw the um, linguine in there and then I mixed the, the, um, the broccoli in there. And then I sprinkled a bit of Parmesan cheese on top. I'm lactose entirely intolerant, but I have been taking lactate whenever I want to have some dairy lately. And Parmesan is very much low in the milk. I guess it's it's because it's a harder cheese, so I can handle a bit of that. So I put that on top and I think I might've put a tiny bit of like garlic's, garlic Jocko's seasoning on there, but it didn't really need any seasoning. Um, and it was delicious. And it was like this easy, this this perfect stream of consciousness meal, it was so easy. It was so good. The chicken was so flavorful that now I think I'm going to have to make my own mojo uh, marinade because the, the combination of that citrus, the brightness of the lemon, and then the garlic, oh my gosh, it was so good. So that's my crave-worthy. I felt really proud of that, and I'm I'm really bad about remembering to like reprise recipes. I basically just do different things all the time depending on what I have. But I need to redo that one because it was so good. So if Whole Foods stop make, stops making that like pre-marinated mojo chicken, I'm going to be really sad. Okay, headlines. I bought in-ear monitors. Yay, they were very expensive. Eh. But I did um, finance them and I was able to finance them for um, 24 months and uh, for a really good price. And um, basically it'll like add up to like 20 bucks a month for these in-ear monitors and uh, my Sweetwater rep talked to me at length about what I might need, and it's just one of those things where playing on playing venue playing venues that don't have the best like gear or just not don't have the monitor setup that you need to hear yourself. It's just not fun for the audience. It's not fun for the performer because you're blowing out your voice. You don't even realize you're blowing out your voice. And I've done a lot to try to be more aware and more conscientious of how I'm treating my voice like in terms of doing vocal warm-ups and really trying to dial in that monitor before like I play and basically telling the sound guy hey I would like my monitor up as po- as high as you can whether that means we turn down our amps on stage fine so be it um, we are a vocal feature band and it's really hard when you can't hear yourself and you're playing and you're being physical on stage because yeah, you're trying to control your voice and it's just kind of a mess. So I feel really good about the fact that I got the in-ears. We have not figured them out completely yet. I feel like there will be some trial and error um, at the next show. And I know that this is not rocket science for a lot of musicians out there. You might be laughing like, haha, that's so funny. 
But you know what? There's a lot of professional musicians also who don't use them and people I would expect to use them that um, that don't. And also bands that I didn't expect to use them that did. And you know what? It made them sound amazing. So I'm on that train. Very excited to get fo- go forward on that. More in the music realm. We're working on demos for like an hour or two a day. And we are working up to getting them to a process to a point where we can play them live and record them live. So we have live demos to then work on more, dissect, you know, kind of streamline the process before we get into the studio and go to LA to make the next record. So that's been really fun to just get back in the swing of things. And some of these songs are like, you know, maybe a year old. So having them like, I don't know, see the light of day is very exciting and fun for me. Um, what else on the headlines? We went to the Detroit Historical Society Museum. It was very cool. There was a lot of stuff about the auto industry and about like native tribes, tribes that lived in Detroit, um, before the, the, um, European settlers came. There was a lot about, uh, British settlers and the French settlers and the various military conflicts and the agriculture. and, And it's all very different than, West Coast, you know, mission, California, Spanish mission um, history, which if you are a Californian, you know that you learn that in like fourth or fifth grade. And it's like kind of as far back as your memory goes when you walk around, because those are the oldest buildings you're going to see. They're going to be mission style. Well, that's very different here. (laughs) And um, we just kind of scratched the surface. And apparently there's this whole streets of Detroit, like walking life-size streets of Detroit tour thing that is in the basement of this museum, which I had no idea. And then I also noticed that across the street from this museum is this gorgeous, gorgeous Detroit library, which I cannot wait to go check out. Um, So yeah, we're just enriching ourselves with some history of the area, trying to get as involved as we can. Um, We're going to go to some Detroit uh, history club events and the history club is actually located in Hamtramck. They have a Coney dog event coming up where they talk about the history of Coney dogs. Um, they have so many just fun little events. So we're excited to get, you know, involved in that. And, um, we've been going out a bit more and just as a great example of how, if you open yourself up to new possibilities, the world will bring you what you're looking for. Um, Dr. Kane has been very, very upset that he has not had the social group that he used to have when he would play soccer every Thursday because he would get his, you know, exercise and then he'd get to hang out with some buddies and just have that social environment of just having almost like a book club. Right. And he misses that so much. And, you know, he's tried a little bit here and there to get involved in a club, but it's just kind of never, it kind of hits a brick wall every time. So then we went out the other night to Henrietta House, which is our favorite little pizza joint. Um, second favorite, I guess, to Buddy's being the top favorite. Our favorite pizza place in Hamtramck, I will say that, um, for a drink. And lo and behold, the guy that sits next to us um, is like a founding member of this this soccer league that meets, you know, every Monday in an indoor league. And has he's got this great wife who's all about Tiki and and was an old punk rocker, has all sorts of fun stories and is just very welcoming. And like, how cool, like the universe just delivered this to us. And for so long, we've been like, oh, man, I wish you could find a soccer outlet. I wish there was some way that you could get involved. And um, it sounds like this is like the perfect league for him. It's like a it's just it's just crazy. I don't know. It's just a good thing to remember when things do go right. 
um, as humans, we have a negativity bias and we just want to like think about what went wrong. But you know what? That went right and it was so effortless and we made a new friend that night and that's just a great feeling. Um, So that was kind of a cool headline. In other headline news, Dr. Kane did injure his back at practice, at band practice last Sunday. Um, I don't know how much I want to get into that, but I will say he is using a cane and I have taken to calling him Mr. Peanut. Um, We're going to look into getting him a monocle. So I will report back about that. And he is on the mend. This is not a new thing for him. It is one of those, um, those things about, you know, getting old is a privilege. And if you're going to be an old rock and roll dude, you know, you're going to be an old, older dude that works, you know, on houses and is physical and uses your body. Chances are you're going to have a couple injuries here and there. So we're probably going to start doing yoga in the mornings. Um, I know how punk rock is that? Maybe we should start doing yoga with you guys and we can do like yoga stretching in the morning. (laughs) But, um, I'll tell you something, playing live music, you got to stay limber. You'll be halfway through the set thinking, why did I ever get into this? So um, we'll check back next week, but he is doing a bit better and he is on on pace for walking regularly by our show on Friday at Old Miami in Detroit. So let's hope that all works out and we'll see you guys at Old Miami if you are local to Detroit. Okay, sparkle of the week. Um... This is an older sparkle. I didn't do it this week, but I just was thinking about it the other day because I was remembering what it felt like and what it still feels like sometimes to be in a new market and not know any of the bookers, any of the contacts, and really just want some guidance. And I remember earlier in my touring booking career of booking tours for myself, uh, my friend Jamie, who is in Montreal and uh, is from the band Pale Lips and Taxi Girls, Um, she gave me a list of like, um, it was called fuck your boys, fuck your boys club list. And it was all these venues that are, you know, female friendly and will kind of open the door to you without you needing to kick it down. Those are people that are on your side and advocating for you. And I thought that was really cool. Like she just sent me this spreadsheet. And so I've had a couple instances lately where someone has asked me like about booking, especially Midwest booking. They're like, how did you get into this? I'm like, I figured it out. You know, like, of course, I've had help from friends, but also there's some cold calling involved. There's some praying involved and crossing your fingers and sending out emails. So I have sent that spreadsheet out to a few bands and I'm happy to do that to anyone who wants it. It's definitely not comprehensive. But it does have contacts for the West Coast and the Midwest so far, like what I have. And I just like that idea. And I'm going to give myself a little sparkle pat on the back for that because I do feel like it's one of those things where when you do get a little bit of knowledge or a little bit of what you think is an edge that you could gatekeep that and just kind of keep it to yourself, like why not, right? Well, I think there's room for everyone and I just don't see the point and I want to look for more ways to do that and to support people that are kind of going through the same journey I am in the arts, you know, DIY field, whatever that means. So that's my sparkle of the week. Um, Moving on, quality thought of the week. Okay, I was listening to this podcast called Untangle, which is a little bit Zen Buddhist for me. Um, Sometimes I find it 
a little bit frustrating because it's like too calming. But I do like to listen to it before bed because it is calming. Um, and this guy who wrote the book Tiny Habits, I can't remember his name. I'm the worst about remembering the titles of books, but not the authors, which is kind of ironic considering I'm a writer. But <laughs> the author of Tiny Habits, um, you can Google him or I'll link it. Um, he has a great book called Tiny Habits. And anyways, in the book, he talks about going on a celebration blitz. And I, first of all, love the idea of celebration blitz. Like that concept is just the words together makes me happy. But anyways, what he was saying was, in order to create habits and reinforce them, there has to be a moment of celebration. Whether that celebration is something as simple as putting on your walking shoes and then not walking, but you put on your shoes and you celebrated, then you're going to get to the next step, which is going to the door and then you celebrate and then eventually walking for five minutes and then you celebrate. Now, this is not to say like you should like lower your expectations for your goals. It's more about being realistic and breaking them down. Hence, Tiny Habits, his book. Um, but one of the things that they were talking about in this podcast about the book, again, I'm like, I just love a synopsis of a book in a podcast. It just, you get all the good nuggets. Um, but what he was saying was when you do a celebration blitz, you could, this is a good example of one. You go into a room and that's kind of like disheveled and you put things away one by one. And as you put things in their place, you go, yes. So you put away your socks and you go, yes. You put away your coat and you go, yes. You put away your bobby pins and you say, yes. You put away your dog toys and you say, yes. And you allow yourself to celebrate each one as silly as that is. And what this does is it sort of bypasses your natural inclination, like not to give yourself kudos, not to give yourself validation and not to celebrate your wins because many of us have struggles with that as if to celebrate our wins will make it so we'll do less in life when in fact it's the very opposite. We will do more the more we celebrate and appreciate what we've done and how far we've come. Um, so basically what it does is it allows people that grew up um, without validation like from their family or just maybe wonky validation, validation in the wrong places to basically put that validation back in your own hands and to say, I get to choose what is a celebration and I get to celebrate and I am in control of feeling celebratory, which a lot of times we wait for people to throw parties for us and we wait for people to give us a pat on the back. And this kind of ties into last week's quality thought as well. But I just love this idea. And then for people who got too much validation, which we all know those people, don't we? You could say it's the entire millennial generation, but I will not go that, um, what's the word? I will not go that broad with it. Um, however, um, people that got too much validation sometimes look for it too much in others as well because that's where they got it from and they're not used to getting giving their own validation and so it really helps both types of people whether you're on the side of like being weird about celebrating and like kind of cheering yourself on or like you expect too much of it um it's gonna help you and I'm gonna start doing this because I do notice when I do chores sometimes I get this little feeling of like yay like I'm I cleaned the bathroom and I just did this one step and now I'm doing this step and it turns out this is really, really good for creating neural, like a neural pathway towards a new goal. And you can use this for pretty much anything in your life, whether it's eating healthy or getting more exercise, um, just incorporating more celebrations. And 
the idea of a celebration blitz, which is just so charming to me. That that is that is that is it this week. Uh, it's kind of a short one, I guess. These are all kind of ranging around twenty minutes, um, but I do find myself, um, you know, when I'm in the closet. I'm just like, let's get this done. I got things to say to you people. Um, I'm going to ask you guys a question as I do every week in the Facebook group. So feel free to mosey on over there if you're interested. And um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Sparkle hard. Bye-bye.